0: Hello, Mark here, bringing you a climactic bonus episode. What do smartphone apps, food waste, and discounted food have in common? That's what I'm hoping to answer in this episode when I sit down for a chat with Jane Ko, an entrepreneur here in Melbourne who's behind Bring Me Home, a smartphone app that's a marketplace for excess food. Listen on to hear Jane's story of how she came up with the idea, how she was audacious enough to launch the company, and for a few of my own experiences in using the app for the first time. Enjoy! So, thank you for sitting down with me, James. It's nice to meet you. you. (laughs) What is this app all about? What are you trying to do?
1: So how I got into it was actually during my master's degree when I did um, a paper on food waste. Mm-hmm. I was looking at solutions overseas um, to see you know which country or which continent is the best like doing the best practices to cut food waste. I came across this other startup called Tuka to Go. Mm-hmm. They are based in Europe, so the headquarters in Denmark. They started in Denmark, and in th- within three years' time, they were able to expand to like over seven countries. Wow. So now That's they
0: something the that
1: Europe does the proximity, right? Yeah, and population like really helps so I actually worked for them because I just thought it'd be cool to get some experience and learn from the founders so yeah after you know after my paper I just reached out to the CEO on LinkedIn and said hey I would love to work with you let's have a chat And then fast forward two weeks later, I got myself a job.
0: Well done. (laughs)
1: Thank you. So so that was pretty cool. I was just like, you know, super excited, secured a job before I graduated. But then things kind of went slightly downhill because I was trying to get them to do it in Australia, but because of the proximity issue, Mm -hmm. there were a lot of technical issues that they were not able to like respond immediately. And also they were just pouring a lot of resources into Australia, which was probably not the best strategy for them at that stage Mm -hmm. a few months later they just told me that you know they wanted to pull back from the expansion and just relocate all the resources back in Europe that was a month before I graduated I lost a job and you both
0: gained a job before graduation and lost it yeah
1: and I was pretty devastated like Mm. After I graduated, I literally just, you know, I thought, well, I missed out all the grad programs. There's nothing for me to apply. I did try and apply. I did get a couple offers. It just didn't feel right. And then a month after I graduated, I just, I went on Shark Tank. Uh, not on Shark Tank. I went to watch a episode on Shark Tank. And then I just saw this episode. It was like really bad product but they were selling so well mm-hmm. and i just thought to myself well if they can do it i could do it too and so i contacted the former co-founders and i said hey i, I want to do this do i have your support or not?" and they're like yes um you have all our support i really hope you do well that was like a really good validation slash you know getting initial support from people that have already succeeded and so yeah that's how i started bring me home it's kind of like the phoenix from the ash
0: How how much of the product you've built is kind of sort of emulating what they're doing or is there any kind of particular spin you put on it for the Australian market?
1: The whole UX UI design is very different now. Branding as well. So the reason why I used orange was because I wanted to create like a very vibrant vibe Mm -hmm. whereas they they are more like the green eco like which is nice too but I just prefer something more appetizing to look at. Definitely. Um, And I noticed so before I started Bring Me Home I actually spoke to a lot of customers a lot of vendors trying to understand the way they think. Customers here yeah. <laughs> they are becoming more eco-conscious but not as much as europeans for that reason a lot of them still think that surplus food is disgusting or surplus food is not edible so we're trying to change that mindset to educate them that it's actually edible it's just you know you have to buy them before the business close otherwise it's going to go to waste we did a lot of branding around that area to like really educate customer create that vibe and then in terms of vendors a lot of them are actually quite sensitive about pricing to begin with mm-hmm. you know they are could do a lot with surplus food like maybe they could give it to employees maybe they will like save it for the next day but they never really prioritize you know try to get rid of it at the same day so that's what we try to encourage because as customers you want to eat things fresh Mm -hmm. so it would be better if they can sell it today and not leave it tomorrow to sell And because of that, we have changed the strategies and go-to-market plans completely compared to what tuga had. Initially, we'd like to target students and university students who are eco-conscious and also cost-conscious. And then later on, once, you know, that momentum is up and running, we can then target like a wider audience, like people that in the workforce.
0: I asked Jane if it had been difficult to convince food vendors to offer their food at a discount. I was curious if she'd received any resistance from owners not keen to devalue their food.
1: Yeah, we we try to get all the vendors to do fifty percent, but mm-hmm. a lot of them just like fifty percent is too steep, blah blah mm-hmm. blah. So we rather mm-hmm. <laughs> throw. We actually have vendors that said that, and mm-hmm. I was so pissed when I heard. Mm-hmm. Like, are you serious? But you know, I think. It's the matter of building trust in the initial stage. We just say, look, we're happy to have you decide your discount. Just letting you know, if you don't discount enough, people might not come and buy. Mm-hmm. So we give them the whole flexibility. And once they see that value within the first month of operation, they will might probably you know drive down the prices a little bit. Vendors that cannot predict how much they have um, left. At the end of the day we always get them to actively like put up meals before they close maybe two hours before they close and Mm -hmm. estimate how much will be left there are also vendors like for example sushi uh, shops they will always have leftover sushis Mm -hmm. they are the ones that will actually use the pre-scheduling feature where they will be able to like say you know pre-schedule five portions every day so they don't have to actively manage but they can also change the portion whenever they need to
0: so i asked jane what places i should try because i was keen to test out the app
1: I love sushi. <laughs> and that's why I personally onboarded like three other sushi stores last week. Because <laughs> I'm like, I would buy from them. But there's also a lot of Indian restaurants around. Mm-hmm. I really, really like their food. Um, mm-hmm. It's actually very tasty. Also, I was super excited when we got Taco Bill on board. So they usually sell like one taco for five bucks, but we um, have a deal like two tacos for five. So I will be trying that for lunch. There's also um, Italian food. So A25 Pizzeria has also partnered with us. And the owner is very like generous that you can choose anything from the menu in the salad and pizza pasta section. We try to manage expectations because, and that's another twist from Too Good To Go. Um, Too Good To Go, they do like magic blocks. So people don't really know what they're getting. And one thing I noticed is that Australians don't like surprises in terms of food Mm -hmm. and they like to know what they will be getting so we're trying to um, manage the expectations through the vendor description saying Mm -hmm. what you can expect when you purchase a portion so for instance sushis you know five dollars you might be able to get three rolls from Mm -hmm. a vendor and um, for example taco bill if it's five dollars then we say you will get two tacos you can choose between chicken beef or vegetarian Mm -hmm. so we try to like give as much information as possible as well So we partnered with a couple restaurants Mm -hmm. that will be cooking fresh, so order by demand. And so for example, A25 Pizzeria, the way they operate in the back kitchen is that they pre-cook a lot of pasta and then store it in the fridge. So whenever someone orders, they just heat it up and then make the sauce from fresh. Otherwise they might have to throw away the pasta. So that's how we identified the restaurant partners that we want on board to also help them cut kitchen order, like all kitchen um, inventory waste. Mm
0: Displayed prominently on the Bring Me Home website is their partnership with the charity's Second Bite. And Oz Harvest. So, asked Jane what that was all about.
1: Oz Harvest and Second Bite—they're the two, two of the largest food rescue organizations. Second Bite, they—I think they either partnered with Coles or Woolies, and then Oz Harvest is the other one. So, they partner with the two biggest supermarket chains and also other wholesalers to get the rejects, get the leftovers, and redistribute them or cook them up and like redistribute the cooked meals to people in need. The reason why we want to partner with them is. Because our mission completely aligns, they're trying to cut food waste, plus they're trying to like address that food insecurity issue. And that is the second issue we're trying to address, but maybe later on when we're like operating in steady.
0: Yeah, so here my fidgeting came back to bite me, and I dropped my pen on the ground.
1: <laughs> so that partnership entails um, just pretty much featuring them on our app where people will be able to donate straight away initially the feature was that they can add um you know up to two dollars donation to the bill to donate to the charities That's great. but unfortunately app store recently released a new privacy policy uh, or terms and conditions we're not able to do that anymore. And so what we have uh, done is that we put just like hyperlinks um, of these charities and Mm -hmm. people can click directly to their website and donate through that as well. So we just wanted to like get people to help because $1 donation means a lot. So for OzHarvest $1, they can deliver two meals to someone in need. And then second bite they can do uh, four to five meals to someone in need. Wow. So very, very cool.
0: So when you use Bring Me Home and you're smart people and you like a bargain, and you hate food waste, so I know you will, take advantage of how easy they've made it to donate to these amazing organizations.
1: We're hoping to kind of integrate our APIs with their app, so they have apps as well, and we'll be able to send volunteers real time to pick up whatever that's left. I think human capacity or human resources right now is also one of their problems. They only have a limited amount of people that is able to help at different locations at different times. You know, if that is not able to happen, we might actually build a volunteer base that can, mm-hmm. could do that. The other day, I was just doing a test run with a sushi vendor that I signed up. I purchased three sushi rolls, and then I went to the vendor. She's like, oh, we're about to close. Um, do you want more sushi? We literally have like 40 sushi rolls. And I'm like, what are you doing with that? Please bring it home. The employee's like, we can't bring it home. Like, we always take these home. We're sick yeah. of it. And But they, they just have to throw it away because yeah. they can't keep the sushis for the next day for sale. It's it's mm-hmm. the food regulation yeah. rules. Because that day, they actually put up over, like, 20 portions to sell. Um, and each portion, like, involves three rolls. Mm-hmm. So I just felt really bad. And so I just purchased, you know, extra six rolls and gave it to, to my coworkers. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like... Imagine how many of these stores are in Australia, mm-hmm. national wide. They're throwing bunch of food out every single day, and it's just so perfect to eat. Like, uh, yeah, I need help. Yes, <laughs> I want more people to get on to like rescue food now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and
0: eat good food cheap as well. Yeah, so save you- the
1: planet, save some money. <laughs> That's really- it's a triple win. <laughs> For example yesterday we had one customer repeat purchase like three times and I literally I just emailed her like saying thank you so much like you are amazing and I just asked her for feedback and things like that she's like oh I love love the concept you know I'm like super busy but this is great like because it really fits her schedule Mm -hmm. so definitely like employees in the city area or even just co-working space entrepreneurs would be great. Can I ask a little
0: bit about the team behind this?
1: Yeah. She's driving
0: this of course but. (laughs)
1: Cool. <laughs> we have a team of um, ten other people, so yes, uh, a lot of them are volunteers still. And one one of them is actually a contractor that built our tech, mm-hmm. um, and I literally call him my CTO, Chief Tech, you know, Officer all the time because he's he's been on the ride with me since you know day one, and he's amazing. I love him, um, and then recently we got another full-time girl um jen she's so great like i think without her we won't be able to do such a good launch she's just such a gun she's like nailing all the social media sales stuff and i'm just so happy and the rest are like um majority of them are actually university you know first year melbourne students mm-hmm. some of them are my friends and they reached out because they just want to help you know with the mission and we also have like two other students from Monash University, came across, bring me home, really loved the concept and just wanted to help out.
0: Pretty big team. <laughs> yeah, I'm quite surprised by 10 people. It's amazing. Yeah. So I struggled to ask this question well, but luckily I can just say it here instead. I asked Jane how important climate change considerations were to her in starting the business.
1: I was always impact driven. To be able to achieve those sort of impact, we need to be a sustainable business, and that's why, like, I'm bringing this other like sort of revenue model aside to it to sustain the operations. It's not easy to onboard, you know, hundreds and thousands of vendors on board. You need to pay people. That's why we bring in that revenue model. But being mission driven is always the core of Bring Me Home because ultimately, food waste is. The issue that really pisses me off boils my blood every time I see people like having food left over on the place. Like scraps are okay, but if it's like a, you know, half a bite of a burger and they leave half, I, I, I'm i just, I can't deal with it. I was just thinking if we are able to get customers to change their behavior slightly, and you know, adapt to some technology that can a- like able to help the environment, it would be such a scalable way to make an impact. Because a lot of people, like young people that I speak to, they always feel like they're too small to make an impact but but it's not true i think there's like a quote that my mom told me it was from gandhi um, if you think a, a mosquito is too small to make an impact try sleeping with it for a night you wake up with multiple bites and so i've like i always have this quote stuck into my head and i'm just thinking everyone can make an impact just like that you know customer we had yesterday she literally rescued 3 meals a day if we can multiply that customer you know, to hundreds of thousands, every day we'll be saving so much waste from going to the bin. And so we always emphasize, you know, let's try and make an impact one meal at a time because one meal means a lot to someone else that doesn't have food. We'll be starving. If we can do anything to reduce food waste, we would. And that's why I've been thinking about onboarding more volunteers to like do, you know, pickups and maybe drop them off at like homeless centers and other, other centers that need food in the future. So yeah, it's always the core, embedded the core to the bring me home culture
0: as well
1: i just love the listeners to spread the word if that's okay um we've got uh facebook instagram and we always publish like live deals and it sometimes when we come across a vendor that needs immediate rescue like for example that store that had like 40 sushi rolls we'll put it on the instagram and really help people to go and help so please follow us on social media and also follow us on, on our newsletter as well to get the most updates and spread the word it would be great
0: Fantastic. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it now, so I'm holding myself responsible. I will I will use the app. I will purchase a meal. I'll not manage the Thank process you. as well. Yeah. And sort of be able to share my amazing my my, my joy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> food from the bed. Yes. Thank you. Very much, Thank you. Cheers. Thanks. I've just stopped here by Southern Cross Station. Sorry for the bit of noise. And I'm just about to use Bring Me Home for the first time. So I've had a look at the map and I found a squall. It does sandwiches and gives you a free coffee for every order and boy, can I use a coffee. Pickup is between 4.30 and 6 o'clock and it's 4.50 so I'm good to go. So rather than $9 for a portion, it's just 5.50. So I'm gonna go to checkout, buy one of those. 5.60, 10 cent transaction fee. That's fantastic, that's not bad at all. I'm looking forward to when I can use Apple Pay but I guess that's down the road. You, and I only have to do that once, because it will remember my card, which is great, and paying five sixty. So I'm now at the Spencer Outlet Mall. I've successfully got my half-priced chicken and avocado sandwich. It tastes amazing. It smells great. And I'd say it was a success for my first attempt to use Bring Me Home. Thanks, Jane. The Climactic Collective.